God, I hate this so much. And of course, I can't get my... Man, we'll edit this out. God, I'm already having so much fun. Hello! Welcome to a special bonus episode of Point of Dew with me, Nick, and... Dustin, per usual. Oh, Here I am. Doing so well. Um, <laughs> as everybody knows, I love doing things off schedule. Um, this is this was not planned. I am sitting in my pajamas. It is 10.50 on a Tuesday night. Um, but life, this is a great exercise in acceptance. Um, life doesn't always go as planned. Um, we did have a show uh, that was planned for as episode three. And then the news about Simone Biles um, uh, removing herself from competing at the Olympics came out. We thought we should talk about it in real time instead of doing so on episode four, which would be next week, and then it would come out the week after. And we just thought that it would be more relevant to talk about now. So as much as I hate being you know, off schedule, I'm more, I like mental health. I'm, I'm, I appreciate mental health conversation more. So um, I've rambled. Justin, take it away. <laughs> Nick, I appreciate this bonus episode because I love talking to you just in general. So the more time I get to talk with you, the better my life is. So good evening. Hello. You and I are both night owls. I'm happy we still get to do this. Um, no, but I'm like, kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I genuinely like, I. I will say, because I don't want to make it sound like I'm making light of the subject, I texted you immediately when I found that out. I was like, I, this is something that I want to talk about and make room for on the podcast. And then we decided to make it a different episode entirely just because it deserves. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Let's just, you know, we roll with the punches and we just go um, how we need to do. We do both think that this is an important topic to talk about, that being um, mental health. Um, mental health, especially in light of being a professional athlete, but mental health in general, we've discussed in previous episodes that um, that is a passion of ours. Um, I was going to wear my make sure your friends are okay uh, sweatshirt, and I'm currently wearing um, my brand new emotionally exhausted shorts. So I feel like this is a very appropriate um, uh, attire for this episode, I guess. Um, I'm wearing Let's a Hard Rock Cafe shirt. Hard Rock Cafe, you, also very this appropriate. This unplanned episode is rocking me hard, so this is perfect. <laughs> if I may, let's just give a little bit of an overview of um, a couple of instances in the news and the media recently where professional athletes have talked about mental health. Most recently, as Nick said, Simone Biles decided to uh, take herself out of the team final at the Olympics earlier this week. The interviewers after the events, the rotations, kept questioning, is there anything physical? The commentators on NBC were saying, you know, oh, she's leaving with a member of the medical staff. Is she physically hurt? She competed in one event. She did the vault. And Nastia Lukin, who is one of the commentators on NBC, said it appeared that she got um, the tw what, what gymnasts call the twisties, which is basically when you're doing your vault and you're doing the spins in the air and you get lost in the air. Um, don't know where you are. Um, and that's really crucial when you're doing a vault. Um, I'm saying as a non-gymnast. I was going to say, when was your last vault? Yeah, when was my last vault? Um, <laughs> it's 
vaulting into this episode is here here we are um but that's really crucial to know where you are so that you can land properly do the trick properly um and it happens to gymnasts uh nasty lucan said on nbc so what did simone biles end up attributing it to well she said physically she's okay She's going to take things day by day. They still have the all around and the individuals. My mind is blanking if those are both the same thing or different things. I believe they're different things, but do not hold me to that. The interviewer asked her, will she be competing um, in the coming days? And she said, I'm going to take it day by day. Um, she was nervous. Um, she started thinking about things a little bit. She said she was shaking and she decided, you know, I didn't want to hurt myself and I didn't want to, you know, I want, didn't want to take a medal away from my team. If I, you know, anxiety, stress, get the better of me. And so she decided um, along with um, the people that she talked with um, on the USA gymnastics team, the coaches, the trainers um, to pull herself off of the, the team final. Um, let me just say team USA still rocked it. We got silver. I mean, it's not gold, but we still medaled. So I think that's great. So go Team USA. You guys did great. Um, I doubt you'll listen to this episode, but if you do, you guys did great. Um, Simone, proud of you for making a um, self-care decision. Um, we'll get into this more um, in a bit. But Nick, did you have any initial reactions when you first heard? That I wanted to talk about it on point of do, honestly. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not even trying to make a joke. Clearly, you watch the Olympics. I do not. <laughs> so I might get my first this is this might be my first dose of cancellation um but if it's not I'll continue by saying yeah no I wanted to talk about it because I really believe that mental health as much as we know about it and I'm talking as not just um as a country but honestly the whole world we don't know enough about it and it's because we've shied away from it for so long I believe I'm I'm no gymnast but I believe that your brain is your most athletic organ because at the end of the day, whether you're running, you know, doing sprints, swimming, your brain makes the first move, not your leg. Thank you for the clapping hands. So if you're not taking, and I, I think if you're not taking care of your brain, that's the first step probably in anything, you know, like not just athleticism. And I say probably just because I am not an athlete, but I really, really do believe that mental health care is as important as physical health care. And when you really think about it, mental health is physical health because your brain is an organ. It thinks, of course, and it has, I was going to say a mind of it is of its own, but it is your mind, but it, it really is physical health. It's all one ball, really. It's health. Um, and I, I saw a tweet earlier that was talking about all of Simone Biles' accomplishments um, and how some people were calling her weak for stepping down. And honestly, like I said, this is a very impromptu um, episode and we haven't planned it, but all of the stats I've seen on Simone Biles, she's the opposite of weak. Um, she's the Olympian, really. <laughs> like she is one of the um, most well-known Olympic athletes, Olymp Olympic gymnasts, but um, God, what is it like when a fruit talks about sports? Now you know. Um, <laughs> I, well, I was just going to say that I think she, her decision today was not only not weak, but it was the strongest decision she could have made. I mean, she made the decision to put herself 
first. And in that decision, she chose to, she chose herself, really. And in choosing herself, she, she um, accepted, not chose, but she accepted that she was going to undoubtedly receive a lot of criticism. And yes, she's gotten a lot of praise for her decision as well. But and if I may in, jump in, in of itself. if I may jump in quickly too, yeah. um, you know, obviously this was the team final and she knows she's part of a team and there are three other girls that were competing with her. Well, rather, there were two other girls that are competing with her because the way gymnastics works is in the qualifiers, based on how you do in the events, those events being floor, vault, uneven bars, um, and balance beam. Um, the, the top three on Team USA, the top three qualify for competing for their on behalf of their team for the team finals. Those three were Simone Biles, Suni Lee, and Grace McCallum. Jordan Childs um, placed fourth out of her, like again, she was competing against her teammates. By Simone deciding not to compete, um, she tapped Jordan Childs in. Now, there, I don't know if our listeners are familiar with this, but Simone Biles is the reason that Jordan Childs decided to um, go to Texas and train with some of the coaches that Simone Biles um, has trained with. Um, there's a whole thing, Biles and Childs, that's like a, you know, a, a, a fake little like ship name or whatever. Um, but Simone understood, I believe, the consequences of her decision um, that would have tapped Jordan Childs in um, to come off the bench and compete the other three rotations. Like I said, Simone accomplished um, the or competed in the vaults rotation. Um, and she trusts her teammates that she'll be okay. She also knew that she might be letting her teammates down. Um, and some people, some crit uh, critics of Biles pointed out in the post-competition interview that some of her teammates looked kind of, you know, you can only see their eyes because they're all wearing masks, but looked kind of annoyed or whatever. Um, I wouldn't, you know, innocent until proven guilty, but I wouldn't assume right away that they were annoyed with her or whatever. I think they were teammates. Um, they were worried about her. Um, and again, they got silver, you know, SUNY Lee, Grace McCallum, Jordan Childs, they pulled off silver. So like, let's not, you know, let's not forget that we, the Team USA got, um, I'm not going to say we, because I didn't compete, but Team USA got the silver medal in the team final, despite some of the, um, challenges that happened. I also want to address, Nick, something that you brought up was, you know, as an athlete, with like, you know, dealing with pressure and stuff, you know, mental health doesn't necessarily make you a, like what happened today, like not today, what happened in the team final doesn't make you a good or bad athlete and how you deal with pressure doesn't necessarily make you a good or bad athlete. Sure. Many professional athletes are good under pressure, but that doesn't mean all professional athletes are. Um, and I feel like the, the coverage that Simone Biles is receiving, and I'm going to bring in Naomi Osaka in a second, um, a professional tennis player, is kind of contributing to the stigma that mental health has. If Simone Biles was facing anxiety to the point that she was shaking and the point that she might hurt herself while competing, I feel like the logical decision was, you know, maybe I shouldn't compete today. Um, you know, if she rolled her ankle and broke her ankle, or sprained her ankle, which is not, which is a less extreme injury, but an injury nonetheless, that's, that's physical health. I don't think anyone would be mad at her for not competing. And 
mental health is very much part of your physical health. As Nick said, your brain, or I'm going to quote you and maybe misquote you, but your brain is your most, most athletic organ. It's always active. And so mental health is physical health. And if she decided that that was the best decision for her, that's great. And we should not stigmatize mental health and saying that, oh, because she's a professional athlete, she should get over her mental health and should have competed. You know, look at, you know, athlete A, athlete B, athlete C, who've done that in the past. I think that contributes to the stigma and I think that's harmful. I agree. And honestly, I would say the reverse. I mean, not the reverse of what you're saying, but what a lot of critics are saying, whereas because she's a professional athlete, she made this tough decision. I think that is all part of being a professional and part of being an expert in your field. And not just when it comes to, you know, being an athlete, this could be being a performer, you know, being a, um, maybe you're a news broadcaster, honestly, maybe you're just an employee. Like that is why we have sick days. And I personally believe that mental health days are still stigmatized. Um, Very much and, so, I agree. I mean, I don't even, it's not even that I believe it, they are. Like if it's, oh, I took a mental health day, there are teachers still that are like, mm, did you, you had a test today? Like, did you really need to take, like, no, it's like a mental health day is- And test anxiety like, is a thing. There are different levels of that. Let's don't just say feel that, well. yeah. Yeah, no, I genuinely like, I don't know. I think if you want to be the most responsible at what you do, I think taking mental health as seriously as you take physical health is necessary. Yes. I think it's part of the job. And I think Simone really um, displayed that well today. Like I really, really commend her because it's not easy to make a decision like that. And her decision was a public one. So she's obviously going to receive feedback. Some of it's going to be positive. Some of it's going to be negative, but it, that can even take a toll, but she chose herself. And uh, I mean, she, this, who knows, this decision could have meant her competing for years in the future. Like I, maybe not necessarily the Olympics, but this could have ended poor. Like we don't know what her decision was or, or why she made the decision she did. You don't know what contributed to it. Right. But we also don't have to know. Right. We don't need to know in order to validate if it was a, if she was, she said she was taking care of herself mentally. And that's really all we need to know. Right. We don't need to know why, because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. She could, you know, I'm completely making this up, but she could have had it. I don't even, I don't want to make light of it. So I won't even go there, but it does not matter if she was taking time for her mental health, because she believed that she needed to in order to move forward or in order to be the best athlete that she could be i more power to her and it shows she was there like she stayed there she was chalking her team members whatever the hell that means <laughs> i saw it on twitter but she hugged them um she she cheered them on the whole time right. and she got them like towels at the end like she really was there for her team and i think that's another part of being an athlete right i agree and chalking, by the way, is you put chalk on your hands to grip better. That's what I figured. Whether that be bars or I'm not sure if you do that on your feet for beam. I don't know. I should. I don't know. I know she was chalking. People. She was chalking so. people. This is weird. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. But and to what you said too, like, you know, like we put all this pressure on professional athletes to be as good as you can, and I, I think, you know, in some ways, rightfully so, because they are the best in their field. Um, but like, 
you know, being a real, like say you're the, you're the valedictorian or salutatorian in your high school or in your college, that doesn't necessarily mean that you like giving public presentations either. Like, you know, not public presentations, but public speaking or presentations for class. Like you can not like that, um, but still be a really good student. Um, and so, I don't know. Um, I feel like we've done a lot of talking in terms of what, um, in analyzing the situation, giving our opinion, but um, let's listen to a little bit of what she had to say to the media. No, um, no injury, thankfully. And that's why I took a step back because I didn't want to do something silly out there and get injured. So I thought it was best if these girls took over and did the rest of the job, which they absolutely did. They're Olympic silver medalists now, and they should be really proud of themselves for how well they did last minute having to go in. Um, and it's been really stressful, this Olympic Games, I think, just as a whole, um, not having an audience. There are a lot of different variables going into it. It's been a long week. It's been a long Olympic process. It's been a long year. Um, so just a lot of different variables. And I think we're just a little bit too stressed out. Um, but we should be out here having fun. And sometimes that's not the case. I just felt like it would be a little bit better to take a back seat, uh, work on my mindfulness, and I knew that the girls would do an absolutely great job, and I didn't want to risk the team a medal for uh, kind of my screw-ups because they've worked way too hard for that. So I just decided that the, those girls need to go in and do the rest of the competition. Yeah, we're going to take it a day at a time. I know tomorrow that we have um, a half day or at least the morning off. Um, so it'll be a good mental rest, and so we'll take it from there. Struggling with men mental health issues? Yeah, I say um, put mental health first because if you don't, then you're not going to enjoy your sport and you're not going to succeed as much as you want to. So it's okay sometimes to even sit out the big competitions to focus on yourself because it shows how strong of a competitor and person that you really are rather than just battle through it. It was definitely something that was unexpected. Um, we were kind of emotional when we found out that she wasn't going to continue. And, you know, we all just had to put our minds in a great position because at the end of the day, we were just out there to show what we needed to show. And we put our, we went up and did what we did. And I'm just very proud that we were able to do that. Doing what we needed to do. Yeah, I'm really proud of everybody for really stepping up. I mean, it's really hard to lose the best in the world. Um, and we definitely felt a little more stressed. Um, but I'm really proud of how we did. And I think we did amazing. We really fought. And so toward the end there, that was uh, Jordan Childs, Suni Lee, and Grace McCallum, um, in that order, kind of talking about what the um, experience of um, you know, someone making that decision, uh, kind of game time decision rather. Um, but you could hear, at least I could hear that she understood the consequences. Like I said, she's on a team. She understood what um, was happening and she, she didn't feel confident in her abilities. She didn't want to, you know, cost her team a medal. Um, if she, you know, hurt herself, um, she didn't want to hurt herself. And um, again, I, a lot of power to her for putting her mental health first. I second that, and oh my gosh, I have so much to say after, you know, watching that. 
especially on air. Um, but I also want to share airtime. Um, the first thing I want to say is I was just thinking of the internal struggle that she must be having. I mean, I can't speak for her, but I know as somebody who advocates for mental health um, awareness and taking the time to, and making hard choices in really, not in honor of your mental health, but in, you know, making really difficult choices for your own mental health. I just know that even though I talk about that all the time, I still have that internal struggle. Am I doing enough? Am I not doing like, it's, it's hard. It's easy to talk, it, you know, and honestly, it's not that easy to talk about. It's even harder to put into practice. Um, yeah, more, more power to her. Honestly, that's incredible. I was like proud watching. I was like proud. Well, that was, I was proud of her watching that video. Like I said, I'm not really into sports, but I am huge on mental health. Um, I think I, something that Grace McCallum said there, which was it was tough losing uh, losing the best in the world on your team, um, also kind of touches on something that I would like to talk about, which is not only did Simone Biles feel the Olympic pressure, which is like the entire world watching from whatever feed they have, your sport, you do your sport and at the highest level competing against athletes from around the world, but she also got a lot of pressure being so good at her sport, which again, like I think that comes with being really good at your field. I think just sometimes the way that the world works is that if you're really good at something, people either, you know, watch you more, want to tear you down because you're so good at something. Um, but I think, you know, everyone expected her to get gold um, or at least lead her team to get gold. Um, at least the NBC contributors, um, you know, there's, there was a little bit, you know, of having her holding a goat on a leash because she's the greatest of all time in the sport and, of gymnastics. Yeah. And she has, she's the first um, female athlete, I believe, to have a, um, oh, what are they called on Twitter? It's like a Twitter emoji, a hash flag. That's what it is. And it's oh, a goat cool. in her, in her Olympic uniform. Um, that's really cool. Um, but she deserves, like, I, was I just, think she is. Yeah, and I think that brings more pressure because not only do you have the Olympic pressure, but you have, okay, I'm the greatest of all time. I'm expected to uh, win a Super Bowl. I'm expected to win an NBA final. I'm expected to win gold. Um, and I think that adds another layer. And to be honest, I don't think we will ever know what that pressure is like. I'm not going to the Olympics anytime soon. I don't know about you, Nick, but I'm also not going to be necessarily the greatest of all time, um, at least in the sports that I do. Um, I'm a freak at curling. Let me just say. Well, <laughs> I, I've never seen you on ice. Well, actually, have I seen you on ice? You have seen me on ice. I was sick as a dog <laughs> with like a fever and a cough. And yet you were still skating. Like I was you know. skating, but that's beside the point because that's the opposite of what we should be saying. I was not, you know what? Yeah, we're not going to go there. But um, what part of curling are you good at? Throwing the stone or the sweeping? You know, I'd really want to know. Looking it up on Wikipedia. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I always just found it so fascinating, but I still don't know how to play. Although I can sweep a floor, I'll tell you that. I know oh. curling, I've heard curling is actually very, very difficult. And I know I'm making a joke um, about me loving cleanliness, but I've heard curling is, is very difficult. And honestly, it looks like it's fun. I've seen it on TV and it looks fun. So I don't know, maybe we can- We'll try have that. to try it sometime. Yeah. Um, but I forget, I, I lost my train of thought as usual. Uh, the pressure of her being 
the greatest of all time. Yeah, absolutely. And I think even more, you said people like when you're on top want to cheer you down. I think that's, um, I mean, we see that everywhere, but even especially in sports, that's almost called for because you're playing against people and you are being ranked. Whereas like in the music industry, yeah, like whoever's in the, whoever's like the top dog, people want to see their downfall really but it's they're not being they're being ranked by charts but they're not being ranked like you're watching they're not competing like actively competing i guess maybe passively but like you see you see these people on tv they're competing against each other and one is going to come out on top and get gold right and you're rooting for someone to do that that's the nature of sports um and there i i don't want to discredit the music industry like that is essentially what happens with the billboard charts but not everybody's looking about at that it's only if you're like a fan of music and pay attention closely to the music industry but um another thing i wanted to say was her teammates reactions um how you mentioned people were like oh they looked disappointed um they, some people looked annoyed um first of all those could have been knee-jerk reactions we were only um, saw their eyes too that only right tells you can only yeah and those um could have been knee-jerk reactions they might not have been the reactions like we're pinning reactions on people that we don't even know what they are i mean if they were disappointed and are still like obviously they might be disappointed but if they're angry and they're still angry then that's something they need to deal with and that's not simone's problem but i'm sure she definitely weighed that in her decision even though she doesn't she's not obligated to um but what i was gonna say is I would just like invite those people to really consider what we were saying earlier, like what it means to be an athlete. And I think there's a much broader scope of what that means. It's not just the actions you do on the field. It's the decisions you make. I think she made a very responsible decision. And, but I also, I understand like people aren't perfect. There are going to be knee jerk reactions. And like just the other day, so we had an entirely different podcast planned on Monday. We were going to record it Monday and our guest um, at the last minute um, mentioned, I can't do it today for mental health reasons. And my first knee-jerk reaction was, oh my God, that's so annoying. Not even annoying, I didn't say that, but I was just like, oh my gosh, like we, I, I got on the podcast like when we were about to record to tell Justin and Dan. But honestly, at the end of the day, I, I regret that feeling just because I, I say like I get on here and I talk about mental health and talk about how important it is and how you need to take time off for yourself. I took a large chunk of time off at the beginning of the year um, for myself for mental health and I would just be a hypocrite to to say to be anything other than supportive. I think what you're saying too also like helps contribute to stigma and I think if you don't know what stigma is, stigma is essentially um, a negative association towards something. Um, and so I think that is a big obstacle to people getting help when they have um, are having mental health um, concerns. Um, and so, I, yeah, I think, you know, just being understanding, I think there needs to be a lot more empathy in the world um, definitely helps that. Um, I would like to bring in, uh, if this is okay, Naomi Osaka. Um, I'm sounding like she's our guest, which she's not. Um, she is competing in Tokyo right now um, for tennis. She is a tennis player. Um, a really great, uh, uh, you know, professional women's tennis player. Um, and she made headlines um, toward the end of May for withdrawing from the French Open. Um, she withdrew. Yes. So she withdrew because um, 
she had always had a little bit of um, social anxiety um, and just anxiety when it came to press conferences. She was great on the court, but when it came to press conferences, she um, just, you know, a lot of cameras, a lot of uh, people, you know, asking you questions. Um, you know, she never had a bad experience. This was just something that she's um, always dealt with. And so she skipped a couple and the French Open, the uh, event, the event runners of the French Open fined her $15,000 for missing um, press conferences, to which she responded by withdrawing from the tournament. Um, this was all over the place. There was mixed reaction um, based on what she did. And I would just like to read her um, response that she posted on Twitter. And I quote, Hey everyone, this isn't a situation I ever imagined or intended when I posted a few days ago. I think now the best thing for the tournament, the other players, and my well-being is that I withdraw so that everyone can get back to focusing on the tennis going on in Paris. I never wanted to be a distraction, and I accept that my timing was not ideal, and my message could have been clearer. More importantly, I would never trivialize mental health or use the term lightly. The truth is that I have suffered long bouts of depression since the U.S. Open in 2018, and I have had a really hard time coping with that. Anyone that knows me knows I'm introverted, and anyone that has seen me at the tournaments will notice that I'm often wearing headphones as that helps dull my social anxiety. Though the tennis press has always been kind to me, parentheses, and I want to apologize, especially to all the cool journalists who I may have hurt, close parentheses, I am not a natural public speaker and get huge waves of anxiety before speaking to the world's media. I get really nervous and find it stressful to always try to engage and give you the best answers that I can. So here in Paris, I was already feeling vulnerable and anxious, so I thought it was better to exercise self-care and skip the press conferences. I announced it preemptively because I do feel like the rules are quite outdated in parts, and I wanted to highlight that. I wrote privately to the tournament apologizing and saying that I would be more than happy to speak with them after the tournament as the slams are intense. I'm going to take some time away from the court now, but when the time is right, I really want to work with the tour to discuss ways we can make things better for the players, press, and the fans. Anyways, hope you're all doing well and staying safe. Love you guys. I'll see you when I see you. Red heart emoji. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I think the, the rules are outdated. Yeah, um, there was a lot that I had to, um, when I first read that response, um, I think that tennis in general is like a really interesting sport. I am a tennis player. Um, and, you know, although she, the part that she's anxious about um, wasn't necessarily the sport, I think you're alone on the court. Um, and uh, that can be a lot of pressure on your shoulders. Um, she mentioned in the 2018 U.S. Open. For those listeners who don't know, Nick, do you know what happened in that final? I don't. So Naomi Osaka um, played um, against Serena Williams, okay. um, one of the greatest tennis players. You know, who is she? One of the greatest yeah. tennis players um, of our time. Um, some may argue, uh, you know, in the sport. Um, there, was, there was an interesting match. Um, you can Google it. 2018 U.S. Open um, final, women's finals. Serena had a couple of confrontations with the chair umpire, some bad calls that she thought happened. Naomi Osaka ended up winning the US Open to which the crowd booed her because they wanted Serena Williams to win. At some point in, in that match, both athletes, Serena Williams and Naomi Osaka were in tears. Um, Naomi at the end, 
three. Um, I forget if it was at the end or somewhere else. Um, but at some point in that match, they were both in tears. And so I don't blame her for having bouts of depression after that. Imagine winning a, a tennis grand slam and being booed for that. Just let, just let that sink in. That is unbelievable pressure, just not meeting people's expectations. I'm a perfectionist. And so, you know, and I'm also very sensitive to criticism, I will say. And so, you know, not meeting someone's expectation hurts me, but to that degree is probably insane. And I recognize that I will never experience that in my life. But um, I don't know. I think wanted to bring up Naomi Osaka as well, because she was in the headlines for her um, decision to exit the French Open. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that when it happened. Was it really two years ago? Uh, the 2018 match? Yeah. Had, yeah, no, it had to have been almost three. Wow. Um, yeah, I just think that, yeah, well, first of all, I think it's bad sportsmanship to boo when somebody wins. Like, you can be rooting for someone, but I don't think that's good sportsmanship. And I know there are, like, different etiquette when it comes to some sports and like, I know fans can get rowdy and that type of stuff. And sometimes booing is involved. Like when, maybe when a team first comes out, I think it's also a little different when it's a team versus you're booing an individual who just won something. Um, even if you're booing the loss of someone else and not really booing the win of, of the opponent, it's still, I think it's poor sportsmanship, but it also just goes to show um, that you can, and I'm just speaking generally within the two athletes, you can have seemingly everything and still be like, be going through this, be going through mental health issues. Like mental health does not, I, I, I'll say it doesn't discriminate. Um, I, I do want to add the caveat that the system does discriminate different resources um, affect different community, like the, accessibility of resources to affect different communities um but mental health like anybody can experience mental health issues um i yeah it just and we see it on on the world stage all the time we see it with all different entertainers we see it with actors um we're seeing it more and more with sports and i also i want to commend loyola um, the school we went to, because recently I have seen a lot of um, different campaigns that they're doing with student athletes and what it means to take care of their mental health. Because I do think um, that student athletes do go through a lot in terms of balancing different activities. Um, and the fact that they're making it a conversation now between, especially teams, I think a lot, there's a lot of like pressure especially on men's teams to be like oh these manly men which is not what humans are built for to to hide their emotions and i don't think either of us do that to be honest um we're such manly men exactly no <laughs> um no but i just like i really want to commend loyola because i see these students these like big tough looking athletes posting about mental health and reacting to this decision in a supportive way. And I don't think that's something we would have seen a couple of years ago. And I, I just, I think that's really cool because that conversation needs to be had. I rest my I, case. I, no, yeah, I agree. I think in general, our, you, you talked about knee-jerk reactions. I think our knee-jerk reactions and reactions in general to those responding to their mental health need to be full of empathy and understanding instead of anger 
or you know upset feelings um or you know negative backlash like i said knee-jerk reactions i would just invite people that are having similar feelings to just really consider the grander scope that we talked about earlier of what being an athlete is of what being a human is and also how would you react in that situation right I think mental health too, the thing that people struggle with is that physical health, you can see it. There are physical symptoms. There are, you know, you break your leg, you see a broken leg on an x-ray. Mental health is sometimes, yes, there are physical symptoms, but sometimes mental health comes in, you know, different ways. And just because you can't necessarily see mental health doesn't make it not real. And so I think, like I said, Um, just being empathetic to those around you know that everyone has a story to tell and you don't know what someone might be going through at a time and there's Um, often a chapter that you don't read and that you'll never read right so that's another that's another thing right so just be you know there's always a story that you know just be empathetic to people you know um, there's always you know a story that you don't know what someone's going through um, and mental health, I think, will be, you know, an overarching theme on this podcast as we continue to go along. Absolutely. But I think Nick and I, you know, I don't want to speak for you, I'll speak for myself. I'm grateful. Um, if you chose to listen to this bonus episode, again, it was a little bit impromptu, um, but we appreciate you. We think this is a really important conversation. I'm sure it will be an ongoing conversation into the future. Um, but Nick, any last words? No, I would just thank reiterate what you said and also just thank everyone again for listening to this um, episode in particular. I think if there's one episode that I would recommend to people, it would be this one because it's such an important topic. And I encourage other people to have these conversations too. Like, obviously we're not perfect. We're not going to hit everything. This was a decision we made to record in a topic we chose literally five minutes before we got, before we hit records. I also want to put this um, resource um, out there just because of the nature of what we talked about today. Um, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is available 24 hours a day in English and Spanish. Help is available. So if you feel like you're in crisis or need to talk to someone, please reach out. That number is 1-800-273-8255. Again, that is 1-800-273-8255. If you go to their website, there's also a chat forum if you would prefer not to uh, talk in um, on a cell phone it would rather text once again thank you for listening to this really important episode um, we hope you enjoy the rest of the olympics um, you know the simone biles we'll see in the coming days if she competes but again thank you for listening to this bonus episode you can also visit bornthisway.foundation slash get help now for mental health resources that are both identity and issue specific to learn how to best support a friend or peer struggling with their mental health visit jack.org slash be there. Thank you for listening. And as always, remember to be kind to others as well as to yourself. Thanks for listening to this bonus episode um, and for listening to Point of View.